Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Get this, they're in the boat. He's on the mountain praying. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves. I want you to repeat this with me. One, two, three. For the wind was contrary. Man, tough times when the wind is contrary. Jesus put them in a boat. He pointed them to the other side. He pointed them in a specific direction. He said, you're going from this side to the other side. Somewhere in the middle, they got stuck fighting the waves, fighting through some obstacles, for the wind was contrary. Contrary could be described or defined as opposing, contradictory, clashing, conflicting, obstructive. Have you ever had any times like that in your life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those of you online, just go click online there and chat and say yes and say amen. However, we've got to remind ourselves that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No, regardless of how fierce the storm gets, we'll, we will get, we're going to make it to the other side. I said we're going to make it to the other side. Turn to somebody say, we're going to make it to the other side. Get online, online. Just, just, just type that in real quick. We're going to make it to the other side. Why? No weapon formed against us can prosper. Notice, they'll be formed. God says they'll be formed. He said, they're not from me, but they'll be formed, but they will not prosper. They will not prosper. We got to keep reminding ourselves that. The Bible teaches us to know our enemy so that we can recognize the tactics and not fail. Most of these storms come to try to rob us of our God-given destiny. We need to remind ourselves more than ever now that we've been created to accomplish great things and that God is on our side. And no matter what obstacles pop up, no matter what challenges, we're going through. I'm going through. I don't know if you're coming with me, but I'm going through. We're going to the other side. And we're not going there beat up. And we're not going there half drowned. We're going to the other side. Amen. God has got great plans for every one of us. We cannot afford to miss out on the part that we're to play by being distracted, by being weary, by being preoccupied. Dear God Almighty, if there's ever been an opportunity in our life to get weary and preoccupied and distracted, if there's ever been a time to throw in the towel, been tempted to throw in the towel, it's been this year. But so many of us have come out of this thing stronger, stronger, more equipped, more more aware of God's presence in our life, more aware of the promises of God, more aware of his word, more aware of the presence of his spirit in our life. Amen. 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 But listen, we need to learn how how to persevere now more than ever. We need to learn how to press forward with endurance, endurance, endurance. Oh, my God, I don't like that word. Because endurance signifies hard work. Endurance signifies I'm coming up against something that's coming up against me. Endurance. 
endurance means endurance means I've got to develop what it's going to take to go through multiple battles for long periods of time. Yeah, we didn't like that one too much. (laughs) Teach me something happy, Pastor. Preach, preach, preach me something happy tonight, Pastor. Life is life; it's just the way it is. We're in for the long haul. You want to go to heaven right away? There's a way to do it. So you don't have to put up with the battles of this life, but I don't know. The alternative is not that great. You know, the old song years and years and years ago, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. (laughs) Hebrews 12. What are we talking about this weekend? We're talking about endurance. The ability to endure. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with what? Endurance. Let us run with what? Endurance. The race that is set before us. Every one of us are in a race. Every one of us have got, have got this thing planned out that we're supposed to run with, that we're supposed to accomplish, that we're supposed... And, and listen, there's going to be some things to endure on the way to the finish line. Amen? Amen. Looking unto Jesus. Here it is. This is how we do it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured, uh, endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You, You know, sitting down signifies completion. Especially sitting down at the right hand of God signifies I'm done. I'm done. I did what I'm supposed to do. I finished. I ran my race. I accomplished what I'm supposed to. And now he's seated. The day's going to come when we're going to be able to say the same thing. I ran my race with joy. I completed it. I've finished it. I've accomplished what I'm supposed to. Amen? Amen. And Jesus will be standing and going, come on in. Now, good and faithful Servant can't be a faithful servant without being willing to endure some things. How are you going to prove your faithfulness if there's nothing to endure? How are you going to carry that title of faithful if there's nothing to be faithful about? If everything comes easy, if everything is just no sweat, just like just like butter, just no, just just right there. Just how are you going to prove yourself faithful unless there's something for you to come up against, something to endure? Amen. For consider him who endured such hostility. There's that word again. That's what we're talking about is endurance, endurance. For consider him, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And that is what you and I have got to get to the place that we do not become weary and discouraged in our souls. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here because I'm so happy to bring this message. Okay. He tells us that we got to get rid of the weights, we got to get rid of the sin, the things that snare us, the things that are going to cause us to become weary and discouraged in our souls. Because I know that you know this, but it's worth repeating, when you become weary and discouraged in your soul, you're going to take the wrong path. You're going to make the wrong decisions. You're going to have the wrong perspective about life, and even more importantly, you're going to have the wrong perspective about God when you become weary and discourage in your souls. Amen? Amen. Endurance, the ability to bear up and overcome under extreme pressure, to be in it for the long haul. And this is difficult to do when you're carrying 
additional weight, additional burdens, additional junk in your life, the baggage. It's difficult that we need to get to that place where we cast off all the junk, all the additional stuff, all the things we've been carrying for years, the things that have been slowing us down, the things that have been nipping at our heels, the things that would cause us to become weary and discouraged in our soul. Otherwise, we're not going to endure. Now, a weight can be a hurt. It could be a wound. It could be a disappointment. It could be heaviness in your life uh, resulting from just being out of the will of God or resulting from being in a wrong relationship of being being in in the wrong career, the wrong job, the wrong whatever, it becomes a weight. You start to experience heaviness when you start realizing on the inside, something's not right here. You know, I'm going along in life, but it just doesn't seem like I'm hitting on all eight cylinders. That happens when we get out of the will of God. Amen? And and, and if if that's where you're at, don't, don't stay there. Don't stay there. Get back. Get back in the will of God. Get back. Go back to the last place you heard from him. Go back to the... This is a word for somebody. Go back to the last time you heard from him. What did he tell you to do? What direction did he give you? If you veered off from that, guess what? You're probably experiencing some heaviness, some weight. I'm not talking about physical weight. I'm talking about emotional weight. I'm talking about burdens, hurts, wounds. You've been disappointed, okay? Get reappointed. Just get in God's face and go, listen, this is tough. It's hard for me to swallow this one. But if you'll, but if you'll help me, and he will. How many know he will? Always. 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 So, so the, the scripture says get rid of all the weights and the sin. Oh, is he going to go there? And the sin. And we know, we know what sin is. Nobody's got to tell us what sin is. When I was in darkness, nobody had to tell me I was in darkness. I knew I was in darkness. Did you know you were in darkness? I didn't need anybody to come and tell me I was a sinner. I knew I was a sinner. Really good at it, too. Probably had a master's degree in sin. Now, sin, on the other hand, is always a thought or an action that is contrary to the will of God. That's all it is. Sin causes us to miss the mark. There's a mark that God has for us. There's a bullseye that God has set for you in your life. And sin will always take you off. It'll always, uh, it'll always get you warped so that when you're shooting for something, you always miss the target, always end up frustrated. How many people love to live, to live frustrated? No, I would hope not. So, so again, the real, the real danger in weights and sin is found in verse 3. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your what? Souls. Think about this. Think about the times in your life where you were beat down, where things weren't going right. Maybe there was a breakup of a relationship. Maybe, maybe you lost a job or career or business or something like this. And it, just, it just, just throws a bucket of cold water on your life. And you start becoming weary. You start becoming discouraged. Well, if you get if you'll get in, in the face of God, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but if you'll press in in your relationship with God, you'll go from discouraged to encouraged. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our soul is the place where we win or lose battles. Understand that. Your thoughts will always set you up. They're either going to set you up for a blessing or they're going to set you up for a curse. But your thoughts will always set you up. Everything starts here. Joyce Meyer. The famous author, you know who she is. 
This is what she said. I'm quoting from her book, The Battlefield of the Mind. When a person is going through hard times, his mind wants to give up. Satan knows that if he can defeat us in our mind, he can defeat us in our experience. That's why it's so important for us to not lose heart, grow weary, and faint. We've got to keep going. Got to keep one foot in front of the other. Got to keep encouraging ourselves. Well, I got nobody around me. I'm all by myself. Then encourage yourself. David, David, King David, before he was king, was facing possibly the worst storm that could ever come into his life. He had to make a decision of how he was going to handle it. First Samuel chapter 30, you might be familiar with this story. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites, another tribe in the area, had invaded the south and Ziglag invaded the village where David and his men were using as a base and a headquarters. They attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were, who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. They came, they burned the city. They took everybody captive, took all these men's wives and children. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been there? Man. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, have been taken captive. So this is personal now. This is it. He's not just feeling it because his men have lost their families and their children. And plus they took everything they had, burned their city. This is now personal for him. His wives have been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. Not just distressed, greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the, soul of all the people was grieved. For every man for his sons and daughters. And look at the predicament he's in. He's been hit with this tragedy just like everybody else. Now, not only, not only does, is he grieving because of his loss, but his own men are talking about stoning him. Man, that's a bad place to be in. So what happens? Does David just, does he, does he disguise himself and take off in the middle of the night? No. No. Look at the rest of that verse. But David strengthened, one translation says, encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Do you have that? Have you developed that ability? Have you developed that endurance where when all hell breaks loose and everything falls to pieces and crumbles around you? Do you have what it takes to reach deep down inside and say, I don't care what happens. I don't care what comes. I don't care what goes. I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. He is my strength. He is my salvation. He is for me. He's not against me. Come on, church. Do you have it? Do you have what it takes? Would you be in it for the long haul? Or would you throw in the towel and say, this stuff doesn't work. This, This faith stuff doesn't work. This God stuff doesn't work. No, 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 no. We're not made like that. Amen? We're not made like that. We dig deep down inside. We get hold of the Holy Ghost that's in us, and we allow him to encourage us. Amen. We allow him to remind us of the things that God's done in the past, the victories that we won, the times when it looked like everything's falling apart, the times when it looked like you're never going to get out of this alive. And he brought us through. Why? Because he's the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, 
the light and the darkness. That's who he is. Amen? Amen. David could have chosen to just wallow in his sorrow, but too many people would have been affected. Do you hear what I just said? You and I can't afford to wallow in the sorrow. You and I can't afford to just throw in the towel and roll over and play dead. Why? We got too many people that would be affected. Our families are looking at us. Your children are looking to you. Your coworkers, your neighbors, they're watching you. They're watching how you go through your tragedies. They're watching how you go through the difficult times. They're watching. Are you going to fold or are you going to stand? Are you going to encourage yourself? Are you just going to go crying on everybody's shoulder? Boo, poor me, poor me. Shut up. I'll never forget years ago when our son Michael was an infant. He was less than six months old. Some of you have heard me tell this story before. My wife calls me up at work. She said to me, I don't know, something's not right. He, he, he's, he's like white as milk. He's got no color in him. He's not breathing right. And I said to her, go, go get him to the doctors real quick. I'll, I'll meet you there. Okay, I'm praying. I'm praying with all my might. Okay, just newly born again, only saved a couple of months. I prayed any way I knew how to pray. Amen. We get to, I get to the house, I actually came to the house first and put the baby in the car and we're heading for the, for the doctors. And I said to my wife, now she's not born again yet. I said to her, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, <clears throat> but I know I, I got to bring this baby to church first. I got to have him in church first. I got to let my pastor pray for him. Now she's not Christian yet. She's not a believer yet. So she's, a, my, my, she's thinking, my husband has lost it. I said, I, I, I know, Barb, you got to trust me on this one. you got to trust me on this one. I had, a, I had a knowing on the inside that if I did not bring that baby to get prayed for first, he was not going to survive. So we get to church. They didn't know me that well. I didn't know them that well. And the pastor was there, thank God. And his assistant was there, who was a crazy, wild man. <laughs> crazy. On fire, Pentecostal, crazy man. So I go in there and I'm crying, you know. My, my, my baby's limp. She stayed in the car. I said, stay in the car because I don't, I, just stay in the car. So I bring the baby in. I bring the baby in. He's limp. And uh, I said to the pastor, I got to get him to the, to the hospital. The doctor wants us to go straight to the hospital. So I said, I want you to pray for him first. He laid hands on him, began to pray. Must have cursed every devil that was in 100 miles. <laughs> Commanded life to come back into that child. And all of a sudden, we saw the color come back in. We saw the, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Now, so now, it's, now she's waiting in the car. And we had a little Toyota back then. Okay? So, you know, we had a little car seat in the back seat. And, and I go in there, and I'm bringing the baby. Now, now the wild man, the assistant pastor, is following me outside. He's already grabbed a hold of me when, I, when he saw me crying. Now, I don't know this man. I, don't, I only met him a, a couple of times. I'm crying. I'm holding a baby. He slaps me. <laughs> slaps me. Shut up. Nothing's going to happen to this baby. Yes, sir. I'm not looking to get slapped on the other side. <laughs> so he follows me out after the senior pastor prays for, for Michael. We put him in the car seat. He jumps in the back of the car. And starts rebuking the devil, rebuking sickness all over again. Now, she's, not, she's never been to church yet. She's like, who is this crazy person? You see what I'm... Now, watch. 
We could have fell to pieces. And my son would have died at six months old. We could have fell to pieces and became discouraged and disappointed and given up. Do you have what it takes to get deep down inside and get a hold of the Holy Spirit that's inside you and tell him, come on, we're going to take hold together against this thing. Endurance. Endurance. The danger so many face right now is becoming weary and discouraged and giving up hope and just going into a hole someplace and crawl into a fetal position and think everything's over with. No, no, no. We're, we're not made like that. We endure. We endure. We endure. So what does David do? He consults God. And God says to him, mm. God says to him, God says to David, who looks like everything's over with, who looks like his family's gone, the city's burned to the ground. And God says to him, get up. Go after everything you lost. And the Bible says that he regained all. Nothing was lost. Amen. Amen. Paul described the cure as looking, beholding, focusing on Jesus. How are you going to stop becoming weary and discouraged in your soul? You look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You look unto Jesus, the one who's perfecting the things that concern you. You look unto Jesus in his majesty in all of his grandeur, in all of his power, in all of his faithfulness. And you look unto him and say, I don't understand what's happened right now. And I don't understand. And I really don't like getting battered like this. But you know what? I'm looking unto you because I know this ain't over yet. Hallelujah. Prophet Isaiah describes it in another way. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Oh, I love this. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Holy Ghost, that doesn't make sense. He gives power to the weak. So at least the weak has a little bit of stuff. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. That doesn't even sound like it makes sense. Why? Because he's saying, for the one who has nothing, I'll increase. Why? Because he can make something where there is nothing. Amen. He specializes in that. He spoke when nothing was created. He spoke and everything was created. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're not going to make it if we don't receive strength from beyond our own. It goes on to say, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I don't think you heard that. Let me read it again. But those that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Say this with me. I'm not the one. That faints. That faints. Strength, Strength rises up in me. Up. I'm, not I'm not discouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Amen. Amen. But listen, if you're not positioned to receive strength from outside of yourself, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You've got to be connected. There's got to be like an umbilical cord between you and the realm of the spirit. 
There's got to be a, a there's got to be a connection. There's got to be some kind of pipeline. There's got to be something where you're walking it out. You're on this earth. You're walking it out, but you're not walking it out in your own strength. You're walking out in his strength. His strength is continuously coming towards you. Amen. Come on, church. His strength is continuously coming towards you. 1990, September, we have to file for bankruptcy, lose everything, house, business, vehicles, talk to a family member on the phone, they had just found out what we were going through, just found out that had locked the door for the last time in the business and said to me, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how you're doing it. He said, if it was me, I said, well, you know what? If I didn't know in whom I believe, if, if I didn't know the one that I'm trusting, I would have got a concrete block and tied it around my neck and went down to Point Pleasant in the inlet and plop. But I know who I believed. I know who I'm trusting. I know what he's capable of. And I know not only is he capable, but he's willing. And not only is he willing, but he has established a track record of faithfulness. So yeah, yeah, endurance, endurance. The word of God. Why is it important for us to study the word of God? It's extremely important for us to study the word of God. Okay, don't you realize what the word of God is? The word of God is God revealing his track record to us. What is the word? What does it say? It's him saying, this is what I did for Noah. This is what I did for Moses and Joshua. This is what I did through Joseph. This is what I did for Daniel and those three guys in the fiery furnace. Don't you understand what the word of God is? The word of God is continuously, constantly pouring encouragement towards you. He's saying, this is what I did for him. This is what I did for them. And I'll do it for you if you'll trust me. That's why you need to constantly be reading the word. That's why you need to constantly be ingesting it, making it part of who you are, that somebody just taps you and, pro and word comes out. You listening? Yes. Don't give up. Don't give up. The word of God brings us in direct contact with the source, capital S, of all strength, power and grace. The divine empowerment comes from God that enables us to accomplish the impossible. Man, I wish I had somebody to believe everything I'm saying here tonight. You're sitting here like, yeah, we know this. Yeah, we know this. Do you know how many people are discouraged right now? Do you know how many people are just barely hanging on after this? If we're in November now of this year. This hasn't been a carnival this year. This has been a tough year. Man, this year has made other years in the past look like Mr. Rogers' program. This, this, you know why this year has been so dangerous? Because this is the year where the devil has played with our minds so much, has tried to get into our thinking process, has tried to get us to abandon our belief systems, has tried to get us to, to the place where we're fearful, 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 fearful. Fear is dangerous. So God said, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. I haven't given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit of power, love. And what? A sound mind. And we're coming through 2020 with a sound mind in Jesus' name. We're not screwing up. We're not making mistakes. We're not getting distracted. We're not getting weary, and we're not getting discouraged. Amen? amen. You better say amen. amen. So maybe now, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, takes on a little bit 
deeper meaning, maybe a little bit richer understanding. So now, brother, Paul, speaking to the church, to the Ephesians. So now, brother, look what, he's, look what he does. I commend you to God. Why? Because that's the best place to be. I commend you to God. And to the word of his what? Grace. Which is able to do what? Build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Paul's saying, listen, this might be the last time I see you. He's saying the best thing I could do is I just see him going like this. Commend. Just commend. Just commend you. I commend you to God. I commend you to God. What is he saying? I've given you all that I have. I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace. Supernatural empowerment. Supernatural equipment. Which is able to do what? A couple of people got it. Which is able to what? Build you up. What do we need right now to be built up? Everything's been trying to tear us down. Every facet of society over this past year has been trying to tear us down. Everything. Everything. We've seen so many relationships be affected. So many people's mental health and emotional health be affected. All the plot of the enemy to just constantly pour fear into our lives. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. So where's our answer? The word of God. The word of God. Amen? Amen. We've got a lot to accomplish. We've got a lot to accomplish. I can't wait to tell you what's up in the future. I cannot wait to tell you what's coming in the future. We've got a lot to accomplish. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. There's things that God planned for us, things that God planned for you personally, things that God planned for you as part of this church that he planned long ago that we're just about to step into. Amen? Amen. So remember this. Endurance requires a power greater than ourselves. And if we're going to accomplish those good works, it's not going to be because you all of a sudden decided you're going to put your shoulders up and, and, and you know, I've got great willpower, Pastor. You don't know, you know I'm great willpower. Yeah, call me next week. <laughs> Endurance requires a power greater than ourselves. And we keep coming back to the same thing. I'm going to wrap this up. We keep coming back to the same thing. The word and the Holy Spirit. The Word and the Holy Spirit. Would you say that with me, please? The Word and the Holy Spirit. When you have the Word and the Holy Spirit working together, my Lord Jesus, the power that's released, the strength that you receive, the endurance that develops on the inside of you, you want to get up and say, come on, devil, you want a piece of me? The Word and the Spirit. Listen to me, church, please. Those of you that are listening online, watching online right now, Get into the word of God. Let the word of God get in you. But even more importantly, let the word of God be coming from you. Speak the word. Don't speak what you see. Speak the word. Don't speak. Pastor, did you see the news? Speak the word. Pastor, did you see what's going on? Speak the word. Don't tell me that stuff because it's temporal. It's temporal. And that which is temporal is passing. That which is eternal remains forever. And the word of God, the word of God is eternal. It's alive. It's active. It's sharp. 
nobody gets over the word of God. Amen? Amen. Endurance. Endurance. By the grace of God, we'll be able to throw off every weight. By the grace of God, we'll be able to disconnect ourselves from every sin that so easily ensnares us. It ensnares us. It traps us. It's like you step on gum, and you pick up your foot, and it's all stuck to the ground. And so we got to get rid of that stuff. Get rid of that sin. Get it out of your life. Just throw it off. Don't entertain sin anymore. Don't entertain it. If you're going to sin, let it be an accident. Don't, do, don't go, go plot in your head. Well, I know if I do this, it's going to feel good. It's going to be good. I'm gonna, it's going to gratify me. But what's it going to cost you in the long run? Run from that. Run from that. Run from that. Run from that. Get the sin out of your life. It, it's for all of us. You get the sin out of our lives. Because truth will always prevail over lies. And sin always has its foundation in a lie. In a lie. His word is truth. His word is grace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you before we wrap this up. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, God. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, in our hearts this weekend, Father. And I pray for all those that are watching right now online, Father. I pray the supernatural grace of God would just just go right through the computer or the phone or wherever they're watching, God, in the name of Jesus, that we would get a hold of your grace, Father, the power that comes from your presence, the power that you've deposited on the inside of us. And God, I pray the same for everyone that's here right now, that in the name of Jesus Christ, we would throw off Father, like, like we would throw off a yoke, like we would throw off those things that they would imprison people and put them in stocks, that we would throw them off. If it's a weight, if it's a sin, whatever it is, God, that we would disconnect ourselves. For what reason? That we would not grow weary and become discouraged in our souls so that you, Father, working in us, can bring us to a place of endurance. And so we bless you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive it by faith In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.